It's cheer. How did it get burned? How did it get burned? And loathing. Yeah. Steal the scene with like smoldered sex appeal or something. I want to play a game. Give me some bullshit, you know, to counteract yeah, want, all the joy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there for a second. I win! I win! <laughs> Hello again and welcome to another episode of Cheer and Loathing, featuring myself, Casey, as Loathing, and Stephanie as Cheer over there. Hello. Ah, she did it without prompt. I know, I'm getting I, good. I pointed at the screen as if you could see me. Yeah, I felt but, it. Uh, yeah, of course you did. Everybody <laughs> feels my finger. Wait, no. Um, oh, wow, wow. Yeah, anywho. We're off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us what we're talking about today. Why are we doing a fourth episode when we said we're only gonna do three <laughs> okay so we decided to get together for a little bonus episode um mostly so i could try one last time to make you see the error of your ways mm-hmm. um so so far we've watched a smorgasbord of some of cage's best roles <sighs> including the wicker man mom and dad face off spirit of vengeance <laughs> vampire's kiss spirit out of vengeance <laughs> Vampire's Kiss, Mandy, and Color Out of Space. Yes. And for some inexplicable reason, none of those absolute gems managed to warm your cold heart. Well, that's not true. I said I didn't (laughs) mind Color Out of Space. Yeah, I think that was the best compliment we got the whole... Yeah. Through the whole series. So I wanted to like it. It wasn't the worst thing ever. Right. I mean, it's not... Like, let's be honest. it, It wasn't the worst thing ever especially compared to the other films that we had on that okay. list. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, when we talked about doing a bonus episode, uh, we asked our listeners to pick one final film that they thought would finally make you join Team Cage. Mm-hmm. And that film is none other than Con Air. Yeah. So I did follow this poll a little bit. You know me, I'm not <laughs> a big social media guy, but I did yeah. see the the options and... You would have had a better chance with 8mm people. Well, it was down. The final poll was between 8mm and Con Air. I know. And it was a pretty hard 50-50 split between those two films. Um, the reason that we ended we ended up going with Con Air is just based on the comments that we got. We just seemed to get more comments and more love for Conair by a smidge. Uh, right. It was really neck and neck. We could have gone either way. I personally am very happy this is where we landed, but um, both of those would have been great films to talk about. Well, the difference between the two is that one's a basically a Michael Bay movie, and the other one's kind of like a David Fincher movie, and those two directors are not in the same fucking ballpark at all. Sure, sure. Um, it's fair. Um, I, I did, I, obviously, I mean, this isn't going to shock you. I have a lot of love for this film. Um, and we'll talk no. about it. I know, I know. It's, it's weird. Oh, uh, it's, no way. Okay. I am going to go against <laughs> type and, and love on this for a little bit. Uh-huh, yeah. But, um, before we started, I just want to share a tiny bit of trivia. Okie dokie. For anyone that doesn't know. So, in 1995, Cage was in a film called Leaving Las Vegas. And for that film, he won both the Golden Globe and the Academy Award for Best Actor. So just quick reminder, Nicolas Cage is an Academy Award winning actor. As you're yeah, hating yeah, on him, I, you need to understand that. Yeah. 
Okay, so following that, which was basically the height of his career, the very next year, he made a film by, of all people, Michael Bay called The Rock, followed by 1997's Con Air and Face Off in the same year. And he was quoted as saying, when I won the Oscar, I made a point of actively going against that and doing adventure films like Con Air and Gone in 60 Seconds, something that wouldn't be expected of me. And that quote and that career trajectory, I think it's just one more reason why Cage is a goddamn national treasure. Is that I a pun? love. Is that a pun? <laughs> I mean, is it? I don't know. Was he Maybe? not in a movie called National Treasure? <laughs> he, he was. He was in okay, a movie yeah, called okay, National yeah, Treasure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, this movie, uh, it's crazy that this film <laughs> followed Leaving Las Vegas. Which Have you seen Leaving Las Vegas? Uh, oh, I don't think it in its entirety. Yeah, we didn't cover it for the podcast because it's uh, it's heavy as hell and it would not have been super fun to talk about. But yeah, it's, it's definitely something that you need to watch. Didn't make yeah. the list either. Yeah. The heavier <clears> stuff <throat> isn't quite as fun as the campier stuff. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I do want to do something. One last thing before we do get into talking about this. Okay. And I think this is a good point, as any, because we're five minutes in. We did get a review on oh. iTunes. Okay. So I think it's only fair Yikes. that we read out the five-star reviews for the time being. You know, while while the the ball gets rolling, we can start uh, giving these some the love to the people who love us. And and are we also going to read the one star reviews? No. <laughs> okay. See, that's the incentive. That's the trick. If you want a shout out, you got to be nice to us. Oh yeah, got to feed our egos. I mean, there's loopholes. I'm going to give you a loophole. <laughs> you give a five star, but the review be like it sucks. Yeah. Right? Or if they give a one star <laughs> review and they say how much I suck and how great you are, you might want to read that one. Yeah, well, I'll probably read that <laughs> one. But uh, anyway, this review comes from Monstro Garcia, and it says, Morbidly beautiful rocks, and so does this show. I appreciate that whether you love or hate something, you'll have a voice to agree with here. It's a sort of conversation that makes you wish you could chime in. I can't wait to see what other topics will be covered and what else you guys have in store. Keep it coming if you feel like it. Almost like I wrote that, wrote that last bit. but uh, <laughs> If you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Monstro. And... Uh, don't we have a little something special going on for people who leave reviews and or voice messages, which you may have heard on the end of last episode. We have another one at the end of this one as well. Oh, um, exciting. Yeah. Yes, we are doing. Um, so we're doing one a month and for kind of the near foreseeable future as we kick off the show and work on getting the word out. Mm-hmm. Um, each month we're going to be doing a special giveaway tied to the theme of that month. So this month it's a cage inspired um we're doing this really badass coffee mug with all the many faces of Nick Cage from his various roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and next month, I'm not going to give away what that theme is just yet, but just next yet. month we'll have something super cool uh, tied to that theme as well. And again, we'll be doing this for the next several months at least. So yeah. whether you leave a review on any platform, if you leave a voice message, um, lots of ways to interact with us, you will automatically be entered to win something cool that month. Yes. I should point out the best way for us to see your reviews are on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever, you know, it's called on your particular device. Uh, The other ones are a little more obscure. There is like Podchaser and I think Stitcher actually got rid of their reviews. So maybe not that one either. Uh, But yeah, so. Yeah. And if you just to throw out, if you follow us on social media, um, 
whether you follow me, Stephanie, or you follow Morbidly Beautiful on social media, if you comment on one of our Cheer and Loathing uh, podcast posts that you did leave a review or you left a voice message, that will help us connect the dots and make sure that we can reach out to you yes. and give and you your prize. Find it and read it. <laughs> yeah, <well>. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And the prizes will be uh, drawn out of a hat. Uh, the winner will be, I, I'd imagine. Uh, I assume you have a hat. I know you live in Texas. So Does it have, have to be like, a hat? Like a cowboy hat? Is that what I have to draw out of? Like a, like a 10-gallon hat or whatever the hell they're called? Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, I can draw um, out of a toque, but, you know, you don't even know what a toque is. So. Oh, God, no, I don't. What the hell's a toque? <laughs> it's, a, it's a knitted hat that goes over your head and ears. Like a beanie? It, it's thicker than a beanie. It keeps you warm. <laughs> keeps your head warm. Should we start a new fashion podcast? We could. Canada a little spinoff of this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Let's I'll let's s- connect on that offline. I'm going to have to send you a toque <laughs> because of your now uh, snowstorm weather. Yes. Right? Now, apparently, we're yeah living in the... We're living in the north now, so well, I'm going to need more winter stuff. I mean, while I you had, guys had your snowstorm, we had a regular Tuesday where we got like triple the amount of snow you had. But I'm just, I'm not, I'm not comparing oh, I snow know. or anything. I know, but the difference is, well, there's a couple of differences. One, obviously, if you guys heard the news, our entire state basically shut down. We had no <laughs> yes. power, no heat, no food, no water oh, because we had some snow, which it is turned into Mad Max. seriously oh, fucked up. I know, yeah. I know. Um, and the second problem with that is that I have literally nothing in my closet that is appropriate for what happened here. Yeah, I've seen your Instagram posts. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm out in this like ridiculous attire. You're in a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. T-shirt and but booty shorts shoveling snow. Pretty much. But um, yeah, it was fun in the beginning. It was it was crazy to see that much snow here in Texas, which we never get. But then it wasn't so much fun when... <laughs> when the world we had coming to an end. no living basic living amenities after that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean hey i feel for you last year two years ago sometime in the recent past uh we had a wicked cold snap up here and it was Ooh, wicked cold wicked cold like i'm talking <laughs> uh i think when i woke up one morning before work it was minus 42 yikes and our heat was busted oh oh so that was fun. Yeah, that's not okay. You get by, though. You get by. Well, we're still here. Wear a jacket. Yeah, anyway. Uh, con Air. Con Air. Con Air. Let's get into it. So good they made a hairdryer named after it. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, or I don't okay. know who came first, actually. But I don't know. The chicken or the egg. I'm not sure. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> first of all, let's discuss that... This is a fucking dream team on this movie. It does have a good cast. I'm it not has so many people in it, and they are all so great. And it's such great, like, character performances. And I will say that John Cusack gives Cage a run for the money in the cool department. I love him so much. And seeing <laughs> the two of them together and seeing them interact was honestly, like, the most joyful experience of my life. Can, can we talk about, speaking of fashion, can we talk about that fucking suit John Cusack was wearing? <laughs> you didn't love it? Um, I'm sure for the 1997, it was fucking great. I, I mean, Casey, should we save the suit talk for our fashion podcast? Yeah, that one's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's called uh, uh, Stitch and Hemming. Fuck, wow. Know. You're going to the top the of my head. Yeah. I know, right? Just Boom. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hemming. So, so the cast, yeah, the cast. Let's, the let's, cast let's, is let's look over that for a second. Uh, good. The, the cast is, yeah. I mean, I can't deny that it, it's got for the time, like a stellar fucking cast to it. I mean, you got Steve Buscemi in there, and John mm-hmm. Malkovich steals the show. I mean, yeah. he does I mean, basically everything he does. He can do no wrong. Yeah, he's he's a he's a good. Um, but. Uh, Again, there's there's one weak link to that chain. And thankfully, and the thing that I didn't mind Oof. about this movie is that for portions of it, Nicolas Cage does fuck all. It's not about him. For, well, it's for, an ensemble for, for film. Ch- yeah, yeah. For, for good chunks of it, it's not about him, right? It's um, about uh, John Malkovich, Cyrus the Virus. Why the hell have fucking nicknames like that, too? Cyrus the Virus. Because it's badass. Is it? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, asked right. and answered <laughs> yeah fair enough uh, I can't argue with that uh, it's yeah it's again it's the little things that Nicolas Cage does that bothers oh, me like it's no. it's when you know uh, oh, what what part was it when was it when the insulin gets broken and it does a close up on Nicolas Cage's face for some reason and, he's, and he <laughs> gives like this very over dramatic wince like somebody just stepped on his nuts. I, I don't know if that's the scene, but he does that. That's he does that look. He does that look in eight millimeter too when he's watching the snuff film for the first time. He's oh, you can't see me, but I'm doing these over dramatic like eye he, closes and head tilts and like. He's a good face actor. It's no, that's not. That's 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 not normal human reaction. He's I, reacting I, as if somebody is watching him and expecting him to react that way. Listen, we have established, you keep calling, you keep saying it like it's an insult. You're like, it's not a human behavior, but it's like superhuman behavior. Because Cage no. transcends humanity. He's better it's than all of us. subhuman. No. Yeah. He's on the right. level with the toxic Avenger. I'm going to say a couple things. All right. First say of all. what you got to say. <laughs> I said what I said. Okay, first of all. We talked, we just, you know, had a little banter about uh, the fact that I'm from Texas, uh, from the South. Mm-hmm. And as a Southern girl, mm-hmm. I have to say that mm-hmm. I surely do appreciate Cage's accent in this film. <laughs> okay, you went like Southern Belle there for a second. It is such an absolute delight. Uh, I love when he calls his wife Hummingbird. I think that is the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, okay. Yes. And now my new favorite term of endearment, and now like I'm on a quest for I want somebody. To I need somebody to call me hummingbird. Yeah. Okay. He's supposed to be from Alabama, right? I don't. I I, I think so. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure too. Why the fuck does he sound like he's from the swamps of New Orleans? Uh, does he? I yeah. <laughs> I I like it. I think it's quite charming. It, it, well, I mean, like the New Orleans, I like the New Orleans accent, like that Creole Cajun style accent. I don't mind that. That's a pretty cool sounding accent, but it's not Alabama. At least, well, like, I, I mean, I've never been to Alabama, so I can't say. But I always picture Alabama like <laughs> I'm gonna piss some people off here with this. Ooh, yes, do your Alabama accent. <laughs> you know, like, Yay! <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking Cletus, the slack jawed yokel from The Simpsons. Hi, well, Ma. What you doing over there, Ma? Like that sort of like. Kind of, you know, I, I, okay, listen. <laughs> like, you know, but he's, uh, he's a little more cooler, like, with the, well, with the accent, with, with, like, the, the, the gnarling sound, like this, like, I'm from, yeah, because he's, Bourbon Street, 
you know. Okay, first of all, I do want to say in defense of all my southern brethren out there that we don't all sound like like that accent you just did was fairly I think that's a very small subset like in the sort of uneducated backwoods, you know, aspect of the south. I think that uh Cage in this film is a sophisticated Southerner. He's worldly. He's been in the military. He's fought in Vietnam. Like he's a, uh, you know, he's he's a badass. So he's not going to sound like Cletus. He's going to sound like. Oh, I'm sure there's people in the military Mr. who sound like cool. Cletus. Mm. And that that doesn't mean they're uneducated. That they're just means they Nick have Cage. a goofy ass accent. Well, that's for the best. <laughs> Regardless of his Regardless, accent aside. I quite enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an accent. It's up there with Keanu Reeves in um, uh, Dracula. <laughs> oh, God. Whatever that accent's supposed to be. That, <laughs> that's know? for another podcast as well, but that's a that's a good one. <laughs> or Keanu Reeves in Devil Ad- Advocate, where uh, it's a very similar Keanu. accent. Yeah, yeah. What's that he's famous another, line? Where he does, he's, he's another... Like, oh, God. No, no, he, he's like, oh, come on, baby. That line in uh, Devil's Advocate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I vaguely remember what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, um, anyway. We might have to add that to the list. I would like to rewatch that one. <clears throat> wrong, wrong, terrible actor. Um, Yikes. Okay. I love John Reeves. Really getting again, upset now. But, you know, I mean, he's he's like the greatest guy in the world. And he's very good at the roles he does. But... Anyway, anyway, that's then you guys that's top another 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 podcast. Maybe that'll be like April or May or June or July or so. I don't know. Fucking who knows. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm trying to get us back on track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so I short bonus episode four hours later. Yeah, I know. This one might be this one might be a three hours. I don't know. I've got a lot <laughs> to say and I'm gonna try to <laughs> I'm gonna try to be quick about it, but I I will say I was taking notes as as I do when I uh-huh. watch this, uh-huh. and I was writing down, you know, the great lines from this movie. Mm-hmm. And there are so goddamn many quotable lines in this film. Like I have pages of just the quotes that I love. This film is just one great one liner after another. Um, we can argue about that, and I will call. I will tell you some of my specific favorite lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's. It's, I kind of got tired because I was like, all right, now I have 75. Like, these are the best lines in you the film, which is pretty much the whole script. script. Yeah. Out, yeah. I wrote the whole script out, and that's my favorite <laughs> line of the film. Um, but I do love when he gets arrested and he's in jail, and they show the passage of time through these letters back and forth to him and his wife and his daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's doing the voiceover reading of them. It's uh-huh. this really delightful, like, okay. kind of we- wonderfully weird sort of. Um, montage that they do mm-hmm. and obviously the best one is the letter from his daughter where she says i just i love how they deliver this line which i will butcher but she says my daddy is coming home on july 14th my birthday is july 14th <laughs> yeah i'm gonna see my daddy for the first day ever on july 14th yes <laughs> so good uh-huh good uh-huh weird definition of good <laughs> but uh, okay okay so cage gets released from prison mm-hmm. and he is hitching a ride home on con air which is this a real thing i do not think so okay 
I could be wrong. Somebody can call in and correct us. I, I mean, they got to transport prisoners somehow across country if they have to, right? Yeah, but it's if they have something, I'm sure it's not this dramatic where it's like every bad guy, every like worst bad guy, <laughs> the worst, the ever. worst criminal from history. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do love the way they introduce all the convicts. Yeah, where it's, it's very doing, much a rogues gallery. Yeah, where Cusack's like, doing the little voiceover, and yeah. you know, one guy they're saying, "Oh, they're talking to Denzel for the movie of his his life." Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty fun. Hmm. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. With the is it Ving Rhames? Is that who that is? Uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he's yeah, the one. Yeah, they did go sixty seconds about. together too. Wow, somebody worked in this cage twice. Oof. I would do it any chance I got. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, I forgot he was in that. Me too. And when he popped up on the screen, I was like, what the fuck? I thought it was weird too. I was like, wait, I don't remember this, but uh, he's great, obviously. Oh man, Ving Rhames was also in Bringing Out the Dead with him. What the fuck? Are they friends? Maybe. I hope so. I hope they're besties. That's the greatest thing ever. He he was in that, wasn't he? I I do not know. Pretty sure he wasn't. I'm looking it up now. Okay, we're going to fact check, live fact checking. Yeah. No, maybe it wasn't <laughs> in Gone in 60 Seconds. Am I, like, <laughs> am I crazy? I uh, Yes, the answer is yes. Been waiting for you to ask me that. Shut up. <laughs> you want to do this right now? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck? Oh, no. No. Were you wrong about something, Casey? I'm always wrong about things. Really shocking. That's true. What what role am I thinking of him in? You keep talking while I look this up. Okay. So, <laughs> as we're introducing all the convicts, we get one of the best scenes in the film. I'm going to say that 900 times this episode, so get ready, and I apologize in advance. Mm-hmm. But we get my first favorite scene in the film, I should say, mm. where Nick Cage, who is Cameron Poe, walks off the plane and he does that smile, and his hair is blowing in the wind. You know what I'm yeah. talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It's it's, it's absolute perfection. Uh-huh. And he's just like, does that really cheesy smile? He's so happy. And, oh, it's it's the best. It's the face that launched a million memes, and uh, I could not love it more. <laughs> his face <laughs> is a meme. Because it's just so great, and it works for every occasion. No matter what, no matter like what mood you're in, no matter what like you're trying to communicate, Cage has something for you that will do the trick. Mm-hmm. He's he's transcendent. I've said this before. He's. Let's go into your next favorite scene. Okay. Um. Because I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm gonna be nice. It's a bonus episode, so I don't want to shit all over your terrible opinions. So really, I. I was convinced when I was watching this that this was going to do a trick. That you were going to watch this film and you're going to be like, you know what? I may not have loved all the other ones, but this one, (laughs) this one made me come around. Because honestly, all right, so confession. So we were supposed to record this episode last weekend, but you had some schedule. Breaking the fourth wall now, man. I know, but it's important to this this little story that I'm going to tell. Okay, all right. You had some scheduling conflicts, so we moved it. Um, we moved it a week to record, mm-hmm. and so I had watched it last week. 
Okay, how many and times I did you was watch like, this movie? I know. Well, and I was like, well, I need to watch it again because I need it to be fresh in my mind. Because oh, now, boy. not that I totally forgot it, but I wanted to, you know, have it a little bit clearer. You wrote the script and, out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, normally, I that might have been a chore. That might be like, oh, my God, I just <laughs> watched this and I do not want to watch it again. But it was just as fun and thrilling and exciting rewatching it again like a week later as it was when I first watched it. This movie is so freaking rewatchable and so entertaining and and I'm serious like every scene there's no like dead air in this. There's no downtime. There's nothing where you're like, "Oh, this drags or it's not very interesting." Every scene is com- completely interesting. And in fairness, as you mentioned, that's not all because of Nick Cage, although I do think he contributes a great deal to it. It's got an amazing cast, and everybody just brings it, and everybody looks like they are having so much fun. And I think this movie is just joyful, and I don't know how it's possible to not like it. I'm sure you found a way because you're Casey, and you're really good at this. <laughs> Thank you. But it blows my mind that you would not like this movie. Yeah. So why don't you like it? I... I I did start off with this saying that I I I found it okay. I didn't hate it um, in the in the same sense that I hated you know like basically every other every other movie we've watched so far. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. like I said like I what was the other one that where I said that I was mom and dad. That's what it was. Where I was like you know what I enjoyed the movie except for the times when the game was on screen. Oh God. <laughs> And that's basically the same sort of principle I have with this one is it, it almost lost me in the first, I guess, 25 minutes or so when um, when he's doing that voiceovers for the letters. You didn't love that? I You're love that You're just trolling now. You're just trolling. I'm not. It's so good. It's so fun. It's... It reminds me of when I was in high school and we had to film a film project for a film class. And that was about the quality of acting that we got out of the people in <laughs> in this throwaway bird course that you're just supposed to show up and get an A in. Uh, nobody actually wanted to be actors or filmmakers in this course. They just wanted the easy A and walk around the halls for an hour during third period or whatever period it was in. And that's about the level of acting you get with Nicolas Cage's voiceover work. Oh, God. You're just, you're breaking my heart, Casey. I know. That's my job. Into a million pieces. Good. Good. <laughs> wow. Wow. It brings me joy and happiness. That's, that is upsetting. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It, like I said, John Malkovich really makes this movie watchable. Um, I'm going to compare it to another movie around that time. Also utterly fucking ridiculous with an all-star cast. Do you, just guess what I'm, I'm thinking of. I can't. I'm it, sure I'm going to feel stupid when you tell me, but I don't know what you're talking about. Armageddon. Oh, well, that was later, wasn't it? It was a year later. I think it was 98 when Armageddon came out. Oh, wow. Has it been that long? Okay. Yeah, I remember Armageddon. So... You know, like, ridiculously good cast. You know, you got Bruce Willis, you got Ben Affleck, you got Liv Tyler, you've got mm-hmm. uh, 
uh, Will Will Payton, Patton, whatever you say his name, I think that's his name anyway, uh, in it, and uh, Billy Bob's in it, and you know, it's just an all-around really solid cast, ridiculous fucking premise, super overdramatic and sappy. God, I loved it. (laughs) I mean, I did too at the time. I I must have watched the movie a thousand times. I'm like, oh my God, you know, you got... uh, you got the the fucking animal cracker on the stomach scene, and that's that's the scene that springs to mind when I think of Nick Cage doing his little voiceovers with the letters. Armageddon does something. If I remember it, it's been a while since I've seen it, mm-hmm. but I would bet that I'm accurate on this. I think it does the same thing that this movie did that I I'm such a sucker for, and it's something that Deadpool uh, made fun of really well, where <laughs> they have the like really sappy cheesy love song uh-huh. the sort of dramatic music and the swelling and the like yeah. especially and I don't want to miss a thing <laughs> yes yeah. and this one has how do i live without you yeah and it yeah. does it at the beginning and then at the end at that great like reuniting scene yeah. which i'm not i'm going to just admit flat you out cry. like i have no shame i cried i got emotional oh when he reunited with his wife and his daughter for the first time and they played how do I live without you? And I'm just like, I'm writing in my notes. I'm like, yeah, this this shit gets to me. Like, you, now, I, now, I love it. Now watch that scene on mute, and it becomes a weird, creepy, pedophilic probably. fantasy. <laughs> it's probably super awkward and weird, but I freaking loved it. It worked for me. Yeah. And I will also say that I wrote down a few times in this movie how this movie reminded me of other films. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it, maybe it's, it's just, a very. It's very for its time. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. And there was this that scene at the end where, um, towards the end when they're in the hangar and it's uh, Cage and Cusack, and uh, they're sort of doing their little bonding thing, and then Cage says that line where um, he says, "Sorry, boss, but there's only two men I trust. One of them's me. The other one's not you." Uh, another fantastic scene. And that whole that like doesn't ex- make sense. What? It's so good. Oh. I don't know. I don't know who the other person is, but it's I, not. I, I it's don't not John Cusack. That, that. You don't. It's like one of the famous lines. Um. And then afterwards, like once they like save the day, he says, "Congratulations! There's now three people I trust." And Cusack says, "Is one of them me?" And then they just shake hands. It's it's awkward and wonderful. You should have been like, nah. <laughs> but that's <laughs> Cyrus. Come on now. It's Cyrus. That Cyrus whole scene, the virus. That whole scene gives me Top Gun energy for some reason. Yeah, that's like another I, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I keep yeah. waiting them for say let for them to say like I feel the need, the need for speed. I think that was Days of Thunder. No, it's Top Gun. Is it? How dare you? That's another yes, Tom Cruise terrible eighties movie. Thousand percent positive it's Top Gun. All right. Oh my god, we should talk about Top Gun for an episode. I, you know what? I, I I can't shut Top Gun. I like Top Gun. Okay, it, good, good. It was one of those movies that like it's it, it imprinted on me as a child. So I mean, yeah, it, no, that's with me forever. Amazing. I can so, recognize how terrible it is, but I'm also like, I also know that it's like great at the same time. So after, so the reason that that gives me like that Top Gun vibe, where I think that they're gonna say Need for Speed, is like. He asks John Cusack for a favor, and then John Cusack says, like, what are you going to do for me? And he says, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save the fucking day. Oh, 
Yeah, I thought he was going to say, I'm going to suck your fucking dick. <gasps> oh, I wish. That's a different movie. That was... That's, like, uh, that's an even better movie, I think. That was Bone Air. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Is it great? <laughs> it's better than this one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Must be really good. Uh, yeah. Um, This... <laughs> This section of the film also contains one of my top three favorite lines in this film. Okay. <laughs> That's your eighth top three favorite line. I know. So I know. I told you All I'm right. going to do this a lot. I, yeah. I have. I, listen, I'm I'm dropping out a lot of them. I have like 45 here that uh-huh. I was going to mention, but then it would just be me quoting the whole movie and... and at it. some point, that gets a little weird. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, thanks <laughs> for not. listening. Stop by next week. <laughs> well, let's, that'll be our podcast from now on. I'll just like quote the whole film he'll just do a complete reenactment of the full film instead of a small part um but where he says well hooray for the sounds of fucking silence that's a fantastic line do you remember it yeah, it's kinda, like the best line I, ever yeah i didn't commit a whole lot of this to memory i'm not gonna lie <laughs> um where do we go from here? <laughs> I do I have a you, favorite. I thought, you, I thought you had like a, I thought we were just listening off lines. I'm just waiting <laughs> you, for you at this point. Do you want me to just keep saying lines? No, not really. No. Not I all. do love. <laughs> I also love uh, Steve Buscemi. I love him in this. And honestly, he is one of the few people that I can imagine that makes a psychotic serial killer so endearing. Like he's adorable in this. And he's like supposed to be like the worst of the worst. Well, that's kind of the point. I I imagine that's the point of that casting is he's uh, unsuspecting. Right. Yeah, and then he has that scene with the little girl in the, in the like empty swimming pool. Yeah. And they're having the little like tea party and singing. Um, what's that song? Um, he's got the whole world in his hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love because it's like the misdirection where you think that you know she's in big trouble and he's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And they sort of lead you to believe that he did kill her. It gets really dark, but then we realize that he didn't actually kill her. Um, right. And that she got to him. And then when they're on the plane and the plane's like crashing in Vegas, they're going down and <laughs> Steve Buscemi is singing that song. And he's like, he's got the little baby babies in his hands. <laughs> it's the cutest thing in the world. It's just, it's adorable because they're all freaking out panicking. He's just singing that song. Um, it's quite adorable. I like that a lot. You have a very strange definition of the world. <laughs> a very strange worldview, I should say. I, maybe. It's kind of kind of a beautiful worldview, don't you think? Somebody who killed 30 plus people <laughs> singing. I know. I've got the whole world in my hands. And it's, it's Steve Buscemi singing that alone without any context is creepy <laughs> a fuck enough. I know it's super creepy but for some reason it's just like I made a note I was like I should not be this like endeared to this character this character should be real problematic for me but for some reason I'm really like on board <laughs> and I I'm, I'm, the people listening to this are supposed to hate me right oh they do I'm sure they do I don't know about that for <laughs> this one you think they're gonna hate me pedophile is he a pedophile? I don't think he's a pedophile. Yeah, because normal people just sing, I've got the whole world in my hands. So anybody who sings whole world in my hands is a pedophile? Anybody over the age of five, yes. 
That includes six-year-olds. That is a that is a bold-ass statement right there. <laughs> Unless they have children of their own with whom they're singing. That's 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 it. What if and what if they're just children, really spiritual? No, I, I don't it, know the, the backstory of that song. So uh, it's a Christian song. Okay, it's it's God. God has the well, whole world. Well, we in all his hands. know what priests like to do, don't we? <laughs> I wow, wow. Right? Yeah. I don't think I'm, the Catholics sing that song. I think it's more like a Southern Baptist kind of thing. It, it six of one, half a dozen of the other. True, it's all the true. Same. It's all yeah. the same. They all, they all Fair believe enough. in... Anyway. Plenty of we're crazy to go around. We're not going to get into touchy, overly touchy priests today. Unless Steve Buscemi's character was a priest. I don't think he was. So. No, he wasn't. Okay. I think he was just, uh, just a r- run-of-the-mill bad guy. Just run-of-the-mill 30-plus body count serial killer. Like Who was super, one. super charming. Who's, I mean, they look at Bundy. They some I mean, of them are kind of charming. He has a scene where he describes irony, and and that also like won me over. Yeah, does he describe it? I don't remember the scene, uh, but does he describe <laughs> it as uh, Ray Yane on your wedding day? No, no. I it's, hope you uh, get that reference. <laughs> uh, of course I did. Okay. Of course I do. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> ah, I'm dumb. <laughs> but I should have. I should have pretended I didn't and lightly hang for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That hang there, they start singing more of the song. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I missed. I missed the the mark on that one. Drop the ball. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Not everybody can be a comedic <laughs> genius. True. That's true. That's why. Thank God. Two thank God you're show. here, Casey. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, we got off track again. Of oh yes, his his irony. Were we ever on track? That's more the question. I don't even know what the track is anymore. I mean, we <laughs> usually have like one out of forty three wheels on the track. I don't know why this train has an odd number of wheels, but you know, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't I mean the analogy should probably be a plane, right? Yeah, but planes don't. I mean, they have like four wheels. Or th- I don't know, maybe six. There's like two combined. Like four, I don't know. And they're not on track. You know what? They fly. Planes fly, Stephanie. <laughs> oh, my God. Planes fly. This is, uh, wow. I, this bonus episode is, is uh, we, this is a good good decision on our part. We are really killing it. Um, it's I late think- on a Friday. <laughs> I we think both our- had long fucking weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think doing it off schedule, not being on our normal schedule, has really thrown us off our game. Or put us on a new game. Perhaps. Maybe we just got kicked out of the NBA and we just joined the NFL. Wow. Wow. Huh? Shouldn't that be the NHL? Well, I mean, I guess because you are now snowy as well, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like we're the same now. Basically. Name one <laughs> hockey team. <laughs> the Dallas Stars. Uh, that, I'm glad you said that one. <laughs> if you if you would have pulled out like Columbus Blue Jacks, I'd been like, what the fuck? How do you know that one? Anyway. I, I know a lot. I just don't want to, you know, you know, this isn't the time for me to show off. Your your hockey knowledge? Yeah. That's for, for, for the podcast that comes out on Wednesday, right? After the fashion one. Right. Oh, right. are we going to, we're going to do a sports one as well? Well, we How have to. Are we going to do like one a day? One it's a day. Like a new one each day. A new theme. We just have to we, like quit our lives and dedicate everything. That's to okay. Me. My life isn't that great. This is more fun. Let's do this. I'll quit my job. Yikes. Yeah. Awkward silence. <laughs>
<laughs> I was letting that hang on purpose. <laughs> oh, so yeah, no, this is this is this is good stuff. We are. It's more fun. It's not. We're really delivering but, the goods know. here. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this is supposed to be a shorter bonus episode. So, uh, oh. do you want to do your dramatic reading as we're forty minutes in? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> now I'm nervous about it because. Nothing I mean, has really quite gone the way I wanted it to this, this I mean, one bit. So originally here, Stephanie was like, I'm going to do the Nick Cage <laughs> part. I can yeah. do it if you don't think you can handle it. No, shut your face. I'm going to fucking do it. Okay. Right. And so I purposely skipped as we were kind of going along and talking about our favorite scenes. You skipped this one. There is because obviously. Because this is another favorite scene. This is your 14th uh, <laughs> top three favorite scene of the movie. Before I get to this one, one of my other favorite scenes is when it's at the end. And okay, let me look at my notes here. Make sure I get this right. So when he is. So at the very end where he's like having that conversation with, I think, I think it's Ving Rhames in this. I'm not sure who he's talking to. Um, yeah. Yeah. When, when he wants to like shoot the cops who they have as hostages. Mm-hmm. And Nick Cage is like, no, you can't do that. And. Um, he convinces Cyrus that that's a bad idea. And then afterwards, like, he turns around. He's wearing that white tank top. And he's got that glorious hair, like, again, blowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. And he, like, turns and kind of does that side, like, wink. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. my God. Again, I, I've said this before. That one required rewinding a few times. That oh is a pretty God. fantastic scene. I need a poster of that hanging on my wall. Of Nick Cage in that scene. Even yeah. with the awful hair, like he's really like he's really sexy in this film. Oh my god. He's got super buff. <sighs> what Ving Rames is super buff. Yeah, well, I mean Nick Cage has got like dad arms. No, he doesn't. Are you a crazy? I yeah, but I mean, beside being a crazy, <laughs> uh <laughs> he... <laughs> Editor in chief of Morbidly Beautiful, a crazy. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I specifically made note to look at his physique in this movie because I know you think he's oh, I did attractive too. for some reason. And he's got <laughs> arms that are like, yeah, he might go to the gym twice a week, but he also eats a pizza every day. Oh my God, he's like the perfect man then. Uh huh. That's interesting. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> no, listening, if you just if you lift a dumbbell twice a week, right, and you and eat, eat pizza, pizza every day, day and Stephanie's say, number is five 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 two three six nine nine two one. Just shoot me a DM and uh, say hummingbird in that like yeah, know, sexy yeah. southern accent. <laughs> Hi, <And> hummingbird. Say, <laughs> Don't treat women like that. <laughs> Ah, oh, he's so good in this film. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, okay. I digress again. Yes. So, the scene that we purposely didn't talk about is the scene that we saved for our dramatic reading. hmm And it's not just my favorite scene. I mean, it's the scene. It's the scene. It's the scene that everybody knows. Everybody quotes. It's one of those infamous scenes like Not the Bees and Wicker Man. <laughs> I wasn't familiar with this scene, to be completely honest. Really? Well, and when you saw it, before we talk about what it is, like, Mm -hmm. how did it land? Were you like, what the fuck? (laughs) 
so that good. Yeah, that good. <laughs> um. Okay. So enough like teasing the audience. Mm-hmm. We are going to do the put the bunny back in the box scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to attempt, I should say, we're going to attempt to put the bunny back in the box scene. Um, if as Casey mentioned, can remain professional. I, I cannot. I cannot remain professional. That is a given. Um, I not, not even remain professional. Like, do I ever reach the level of professionalism? Is there ever a point where I am just professional for any given point of time? I don't know. Okay. I only really ever talk to you for an hour a week, so I don't know. I'm sorry. Long. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> Um, so as Casey mentioned, I'm going to attempt to do the cage roll. Feeling like normally I would not attempt this. I'm feeling like with the southern draw thing, I might be able to pull this off. This is kind mm-hmm. of in my wheelhouse. Kind of. God, just a little bit. So, um. You do slip into it nicely. A lot, a lot less forced than <laughs> when I do it. If I... Oh, my neutral this is toned accent. something we should consider for future episodes is adding alcohol to the mix. I've I ha- had two beers already. Okay. You just didn't tell me about it. You didn't, didn't remind me to get drunk. Because if I had some alcohol, the Southern draw thing would be much more pronounced. I, it's, I, I feel like you might be a little like a little exhausted at the end of this week because it, it, it is maybe you're trying to like hide it more during or other conversations, but I definitely notice a lot more today. Yeah. Or maybe it's because I just watched this movie like uh, an hour ago. So the whole the whole Southern thing is ringing really hard in my ears right now. Should we just talk like this the rest of the we episode? Should, I think we should. I think we've yeah. actually missed an opportunity to do this the whole the episode. The whole way through, yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, I know. my God. All right. Right. Well, let's let's do this thing. What do you think? Except You've got the chari- first line. My character doesn't have an accent, though. No, he doesn't. Well, <laughs> n- no. Not really. No. It's very neutral. All right. All right. Uh, let me wait. Hold on. Let me. Uh, I gotta. As as we mentioned, I do have to get in the character headspace. I have to really prepare myself. So you're gonna scream this. and bash your head into a wall three times. <laughs> Eat a cockroach. I'm just gonna stick flex up your penis. Just gonna flex my arm and wink at the camera, all sexy like, you know, <laughs> as my hair blows in the wind. Wait, what camera? <laughs> Hold on. Are you watching me? <laughs> yes, I always. Did you not know? Oh well, I'm very sorry. It's okay. It's a delight. Uh. <laughs> said no one ever <laughs> okay um are, are you ready oh I've should we ready. do this yeah all right all right let's let's do it count me in let's go okay three two one oh man yeah put the bunny back in the box i knew you was a punk and i was right you've been playing us all along you a free man I said, put the bunny back in the box. (laughs) Cue dramatic music and epic fight scene. Die, punk! Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? And scene. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> yes. You got through without laughing. That's all I that did. counts. I, I was giggling on the inside by the, yeah. 
Put the bunny back in the box. Put the bunny back in the box. It's good stuff. Yeah, you even slipped into the, like the little uh, Nolens accent there too. <laughs> Thank you. That that Alabama Nolan accent. Yeah, just generic Southern. I think it's what we're going Southern. for. Is that? I don't know. I mean, I again, I've I never been. Well, I can't say I've never been south of like the border because I've been beyond south of the border, but uh, I've never been to that particular part of good old America. I just imagine, mm. like I said, everybody sounds what what a like they're from Deliverance. What a paradise you're missing out on, Casey. It really is. Well, I've been to the, California. So. I don't think California counts as the South. Well, but I mean, it is South. Florida counts as the South. Well, Florida counts as like a different dimension. <laughs> It's, yeah. Like, whenever you read a headline, it should read, like, man loses penis to alligator in meth fight because Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Texas is definitely right up there, my home state, that I have lived all my life. We have our fair share of uh, crazy crazies. I think every every place does, but they do like to populate in certain areas. Mm -hmm. And uh, where was Nicolas Cage born, just out of curiosity? Oh, good question. We should look that up real fast. And I we feel should, like, like it was like smack do some more live in research. the middle of Florida. No. It's I'm sure be. that's not true. I'm that's, looking it up it's right gotta now. Be. He's like from Tampa or something. I don't know anything about Florida. Um. Oh, God. Where does it say where he was born? Have you never looked at Wikipedia before? Uh, No, I'm on Wikipedia. I was trying to find where it said he was born. Uh, He was born in California. Yeah, I so he he's from suck it. royalty. So I figured. Yes, yes. He's a Coppola. Yeah, I would have figured he was born in California. I was hoping it was Florida. Did he grow up in Florida? Go to early life. See what it says in under early life. <laughs> okay, early life and family. This. Oh my God! Like this. This episode just keeps getting better and better. Now we're gonna read <laughs> Wikipedia to you guys. You are welcome. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Blah blah blah. I'm skimming, skimming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, he attended Beverly Hills High School. So, mm, la-di-da. He uh, went to UCLA. So he's just California's whole life. California boy. Through and through. Apparently. Um, oh, but Long see. Beach, California. Long Beach, he's... California must be like the Florida of California. No. Uh, and James <laughs> Dean inspired him to want to be an actor. There oh, you not, you know, his entire family. Yeah, I mean... James Dean is pretty good inspiration. It's cliche. Oh, That's God. like saying, I want to be a hockey player because Wayne Gretzky. Well, I mean, the greats do inspire greatness. That's why they're the greats. Oh. There you go. I mean, yes. maybe we should end on that note. That was yeah. a pretty fucking profound statement I just made. That sorry, You're welcome. <laughs> should we uh-huh. end this delightful exchange? Mm-hmm. By teasing what we are going to do next month, because sadly, this ends Nick Cage month. For now. Yeah, forever. <laughs> Until we revisit him in the very near future. With your new co-host. <laughs> but yes, so, we, we should let the uh, the masses know what, uh, what, what they can look forward to next fabulous. month. Fabulous. So next month, we are going to do Musical March. Which means we are going to be talking about horror musicals. And uh, next week, we will be kicking that month off by talking about two of the best. 
Rocky Horror Picture Show, and Repo the Genetic Opera. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Shocking as it's going to sound, I love, 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 love me some musicals. Uh, Casey's not so much of a fan. I don't understand musicals. Mm-hmm. I don't want to understand musicals. But we'll get all into that next week. It's going to be a good one, guys. It will be one. You know, we missed out. We should have had Nick Cage done in March and called it March Madness. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could do hindsight, it. In any, hindsight. Yeah, I know. But don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. We will come back to Cage. We will have another month of Cage films. We've got a don't lot more to cover. Don't promise people things that you can't <laughs> deliver. I can deliver. I can and I will. Just like I'm going to promise now that... During musical March, we will be watching Cats, even though you say we're not doing it. It's you going to happen. You can tell me about it live <laughs> on air. And no, you're going to watch it. I. It was on it's, in the background one it's day. It's happening. It's happening. And okay, we'll, we'll save it for if that comes up. Because I don't think it will. Maybe that'll be a bonus episode. Yeah, if people, I was going to say, if people vote on it and say, and they demand it, then it will have to happen. If they demand it. So I'm going to rely on the amazing listeners to make this happen. demands it is getting reported to Instagram (laughs) (laughs) for inappropriate conduct. Well, just about anything you post on Instagram, you get reported for, so. This is, I mean, like I tried to put my, like a full nude selfie up the other day and they just took it down. Oh, shocking. It, I, I can't believe they wouldn't let you put your full nude su- <laughs> selfie up. They're so Sufi? conservative. So, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Every time I mispronounce a word, you just jump on it. That is that is why you pay Look, me zero dollars. I, I know that it's I know that you expect perfection out of me <laughs> and I understand why, but I am not perfect. Sometimes I mess up. Well, especially Rarely, when you think about being naked. Yeah, I think that yeah. did. I think I got a little flustered. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And I stopped being able to form words. <laughs> All right, so that's what you have to look forward to next month. Musical March with Yay. Rocky Horror and uh, some genetic opera. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> that's going to do it for us on this bonus episode that was supposed to be half an hour. That has now run an hour. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> So sorry. If you do, if you did like what you heard, <laughs> feel free to leave a review, and you get entered in for a chance to win prizes. You can also do what Matthew Rappaport did, and leave a voice message on the Anchor website where this is hosted, and it'll be played. And he's actually gonna send us off. So here's Matthew with his words of, I didn't actually listen to the message yet, but words that he said about <laughs> us. Hey, this is Matt Rappaport here, commenting on Cheer and Loathing. Um, first of all, really enjoying the podcast. Great job, both Stephanie and Casey. Stephanie, we've worked together many years ago, so I know you. Um, I'm also firmly in your camp. I'm a big Nick Cage fan. Um, Casey, I don't really think you can replace Nick Cage in just about anything he's done. Um, check out three movies to check out. Peggy Sue Got Married, Moonstruck, and Wild at Heart. Um, all of those, the interplay between him and his co actors are fantastic, especially Wild at Heart and Moonstruck. Um, him and Cher and, and Moonstruck, him and Laura Dern and Wild at Heart interplay with each other fantastically. Peggy Sue Got Married is hilarious because he decided to do the entire movie in the voice of Pokey from Gumby and Pokey. I know you would find that a ridiculous thing to do. I find that a hilarious thing to do. It was so funny. Great movie. I watched that many times. Anyway, thanks again. Keep doing what you're doing. Have a wonderful day.